Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. It is Monday, January 22nd, 2024. Welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I am your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Darren Mott. A lot of news over the weekend, so I'm going to get right into it without really doing a whole lot of talking about a whole lot of other stuff because I had actually had to close a bunch of tabs because I just had too many. There was no way I was going to keep it under 15. It might be hard to keep it under 15 as it is. So some of these will be quick headliners only, and you can go back and refer to them, but you'll get the gist of it from the headline itself. So first is from the register.com, Connor Jones reporting. Thieves steal 35.5. 5 million customers data from van sneakers maker. So do you own van sneakers? Well, guess what? Your data has been compromised. VF Corporation, parent company of clothes and footwear brands, including Vans and North Face, says 35.5 million customers were impacted in some way when criminals broke into their systems in December. The announcement was made in a Thursday 8KA filing with the SEC. And we're only left to speculate about what kind of information the attackers may have scrambled away with, because apparently they did not list that. Um, but it did say VF Corp said the customer's social security numbers, bank information, and card information remain uncompromised, as these are not stored in its IT systems. Well, we'll see if that continues to be the case. Um, but there's also no evidence to suggest that consumer passwords were accessed, it confirmed. Although it did caveat this with investigations remain ongoing. So all this to be said, if you are a Vans or North Face member and you have an account there, change your password, turn on multi-factor authentication if they have it, if they don't offer multi-factor authentication, cancel your account. You can always redo it if you need to buy something. Uh, better to remove your information at this point um, than hope that someone gets into it and can do bad stuff with it. So who exactly did it or what it was? Um, they're suspected to involve ransomware, which is being um, attributed to Alpha V Black Cat. Big shocker. Um, we'll find more of this as we go forward. Chances are we'll find out it's worse than is currently reported, but maybe I'm wrong. The next one, cybernews.com, Niem Ansel reporting, TikTok shopping scams and how to avoid them. Now, if this comes as a surprise that you can get scammed on TikTok, then I'm sorry I haven't been clear enough in the past on my disdain for their TikTok. Now, do other social media apps do suspicious ads sure but this is just one more thing to say why why you should just ignore tiktok but anyway according to a recent study adults in the u.s have spent 71 billion dollars on impulse buys from social media now i'll be honest i'm one of those i probably bought a bunch of pickleball stuff that i didn't need but it looked good TikTok is one of the more popular social media sites, and it advertises cheap and cheerful products. However, users run the risk of encountering scammers who advertise false goods for a price. Now, I will say, like the stuff I've done off of Facebook or Instagram, I've always gotten what I've paid for. So the, the, the key here is I'm not going to, you can go read the article. It's linked in the show notes, but just be aware that TikTok is probably doing this more than not because there are a lot of, of younger users that use TikTok, and so they're easy, more easily scammed because the demo, largest demographic in TikTok is between 10 and 19. Uh, meaning they just don't understand scams, don't don't pay attention to scams, aren't aware of the threats, and can easily be taken, especially when parents give kids debit cards and stuff like that that they can then use. So the key here is to do your research and trust verified sellers. Don't trust everything you see. Um, are there now? It does say that TikTok offers refunds within 30 days. I'll believe that when I see it. Um, again, this is actually good good information just from for every every ad you see if it looks really good go to the website that's that's advertising it do some due diligence you know check for like if it's um you know whatever it is sunglasses all right say uh, sunglasses from you know 
company ABC. Do a company ABC scam check to see if anyone's scammed by it, if they've lost money. Just do some due diligence before you buy stuff off of social media um, accounts. You will be safer and more happy for it. Uh, Cybernewsalso.com, Jintaris Redaskis reporting, Facebook users monitored by thousands of companies. Um, this is going to be like a three article social media hit piece on me by me. But anyway, the scale of surveillance of internet users is massive. It is mind boggling amount of data travels to Facebook's ad platforms daily. Research conducted by Consumer Reports has found that users generally have their data collected and sent to Facebook's ad platform by around 2,230 companies on average. So every time you do something on Facebook, when you do a search for something, all of that information goes to over 2,000 companies who can then use that data because Facebook sells it to email you. So when you get emails from entities, you're like, how, why am I getting an email from this company? I've never even been to their website. When you log, when you accept Facebook or Instagram or really any social media's um, terms of use, if you don't read it, in there, there is going to be a line that says we can take your data and sell it to third parties who then may send you emails about their services. That's what's happening. You can unsubscribe, right? They all have unsubscribe because they're required to by the FTC, but you're going to get also scam companies that do this and, you know, may have links and stuff you shouldn't click on. So how do you get around it? That's a great question. And this article does not tell you how to get around it other than you can remove the apps, right? You can delete your accounts, but certainly billions of people are not going to do that. Just know that this data is going out there and that's where you're getting all of these unsolicited email requests and stuff like that. So you can go into Facebook settings and find little buttons here and there that will reduce your, um, reduce your, you know, amount of tracking, but it's never going to get rid of all of it. It's just going to have to be something you accept from using these social media companies, whether you like it or not. Uh, if you don't like it, you need to get rid of them. If you don't care, then you're going to deal with it. You know, it's all risk. It's all risk assessment, right? How much risk are you willing to take for your data to go out there? If it's really not that big of a risk for you, you don't worry about it. You're good to go. Let them collect it and we'll just deal with it. But again, just be aware of it. This is not going to get better as we go forward. And as we continue on with Facebook and, and Instagram and Meta in general from Bleeping Computer, Axe Sharma reporting, Meta won't remove fake Instagram profiles that are clearly catfishing. Well, another big thumbs up to Meta for doing everything to protect their users. Imposters and romance scammers abusing social media to con people is hardly a novel occurrence. Certainly that's true. The problem seems to have gotten much worse on Instagram over the past year. However, with its parent company Meta falling short of effectively tackling fake profiles, even when there's sufficient signs to indicate that a profile is misusing someone else's photos and identity. In Bleeping Computer's investigation, they observed instances where reporting fake profiles that impersonated an internet personality or a public figure concluded in such reports being dismissed after being processed, at least in part, through what appeared to be an automated decision-making system. We were further surprised to learn that even after appealing the decision, the outcome stayed and the fake profiles in question have still not been removed for the platform. So, and it does say, here's a headline in this article, Instagram, a haven for scammers. So there you go. Earlier this week, while casually through my Instagram feed, this is the author, I came across a story featuring a selfie video of a handsome gentleman working out in the gym, which I instinctively reacted. A conversation followed. This gentleman named Santiago Scott, who was on my list of followers, told me he's from Brazil, based in Spain, looking for something meaningful, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, romance scam. Before the conversation could delve into deeper territories, my skeptical yet curious mind led me to 
Search up the dashing Santiago Scott, the man behind the handle at 91.Santiago Scott. While the name didn't turn up anything interesting, a quick Google Lens reverse image search led me to a Twitter account of Thiago Qualhato and an authentic Instagram profile with close to 18,000 followers. So obviously this is a scammer. You, I mean, just again, the point being here, and this is not just meta, so I'm not, I'm picking on them because of the article, but this is all social media, right? Especially you got to worry about dealing with this with your kids. How do you protect them from these scams that are out there? these fake things. I mean, obviously there's been a lot of reports over the last couple of years of kids who have been catfished um, and then who get um, extorted because they send naked pictures of themselves and the extorter says, hey, pay me 500 bucks. I'm going to release this to all your friends, that kind of stuff. So you have to be aware of, you have to teach your kids, train your kids about the risks out there. Um, the more social media accounts that are activated, the more that they access, the more likely they're going to be victimized of a scam or targeted by someone you don't want them targeted by. So you need to train and educate your kids on this. I'm actually writing a book on all of this. So that's coming uh, in the next couple of months. All right. Uh, the shameless plug on my part, darkreading.com. Christina Beck reporting third Avanti vulnerability exploited in the wild. Now this one's a bad one because the government, government officials from the CISA and the FBI and others are begging companies that use Avante to um, fix the bug. It's so bad. So a critical vulnerability affecting Avanti endpoint manager mobile tracked as CVE 2023-35082 has been added to CIS's known exploited vulnerabilities catalog. The vulnerability has a CVSS score of 9.8 and is an authentication bypass that functions as a patch bypass for another vulnerability, which also has a CVSS, but of 10. The vulnerability was exploited in the wild in April in cyber attacks against the Norwegian government. It's now apparently even larger and there's big issues with it. If you use Ivanti's endpoint manager that kind of tracks all the endpoints in your network, it's a, it's a tool that kind of does that. Um, and you are in version 11.10, 11.9, 11.8 and mobile iron core 11.7 it's recommended that you apply patches by the first week of February. Do it now if you can. So again, this is just an awareness if you're an IT professional and you're using Avanti's endpoint manager, patch the thing because bad things are coming because this vulnerability is being exploited and it's just an exploit coming to you at some point in time. All right, the next two articles, are well, next three really, are somewhat similar because they have to do with cyber espionage. This is state level actors um, using cyber, their cyber skill sets to target companies and individuals. First one, um, that's actually not the one I want to read. I want to read this one first. Um, this is from cyberscoop.com. This is a big article over the weekend. I saw it in all sorts of different places, so I figured I should probably talk about it. But Russian foreign intelligence hackers gain access to top Microsoft officials, the company says. Microsoft said the SVR attack, SVR is uh, a Russian intelligence entity similar somewhat to the CIA, not exactly, uh, it's a one-to-one analogy, but kind of similar. Uh, it says, was not the result of vulnerability in its products or services. They're saying that so that you don't have to worry about them targeting you. But mm. hackers working on behalf of Russia's foreign intelligence service successfully penetrated a limited number of Microsoft corporate email accounts, stealing some emails and attached documents the company announced Friday. Microsoft detected the attack from the hacking unit tied to Russian's external intelligence service, SVR, on January 12th and immediately activated our response process. The attackers used a password spray attack. Basically, they had used username and passwords from these officials that were located on the dark web because everybody, it doesn't matter your skill set. Obviously, Microsoft officials should know better, but they use the same passwords everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And therefore this works. So now my question here is, and I'm not sure if it even says it in the article and it's not um, long enough, but you can certainly look at it if you want to. 
um, that why didn't they have multi-factor authentication turned on? This would solve their problem, but clearly they did not. And so they allowed Russian Microsoft, mind you, Microsoft, which, you know, Windows, everything. I mean, this is the large, one of the largest tech companies in the world, if not the largest. Google would argue they may be larger than Amazon, all that kind of stuff. But their official, their executives should know better. Yet here we go. This is the second time in the past six months that Microsoft has disclosed an embarrassing attack by state-aligned hackers. The fact that they don't realize that state-sponsored attackers are attacking them and don't put in pro- controls in place to stop this is is honestly just so egregiously bad um, and a dereliction of their duty that if you are an investor, I would I would I would sell my investment in Microsoft and move on to something else. But. Anywho, um, the SVR attacky, uh, hacking unit that targeted Microsoft um, is tracked uh, by, Microsoft, by Microsoft as Midnight Blizzard, so they knew who it was. It's also known as Nobelium, ATP29, or Cozy Bear. And if you remember that, they were also behind SolarWinds, and they also were behind targeting the DNC's servers in the 2016 campaign. So, you know, it's not like these entities are unknown. So shame on Microsoft for not having controls in place for that. But it goes to show if Microsoft can't stop it, how can small, medium-sized companies? So like I like to say a lot, if you're a small, medium-sized company, if you're listening to this or someone passes this to you, find help somewhere. I'm happy to talk to small companies and for nothing, I will do it for free and say, hey, here's the things you need to do to get safer. Um, not going to hurt you to anything, but you know, whatever. I say it all the time. Hackernews.com, Chinese hackers silently weaponized a VMware zero-day flaw for two years. Big shock. People aren't updating a vulnerability. This one has been around since 2023. Um, it's got a CVSS score of 9.8. Um, at least the good thing is it was a zero day. Now they know about it. So hopefully there is a patch. Let's see if it talks about the patch. It does not talk about a patch. So maybe the patch doesn't exist yet. But anyway, if you have VMware, you want to read this article and update yourself on this. I'm zipping through this. I'm running out of time. So last one from an espionage point is Russian cold driver hackers deploy malware to target Western officials. So if you are a Western official, meaning a political person. This is James Coker reporting, by the way, from Info Security Magazine. Russian threat group Cold Driver has expanded its targeting of Western officials with the use of malware to steal sensitive data. Um, Cold Driver, also known as Star Blizzard, is linked to the Russians FSB, which is the equivalent to the FBI. It's known to focus on credential phishing campaigns targeting high-profile NGOs, former military and military officers, and NATO governments for espionage purposes. So again, the point here, um, they do this because it's successful. Um, and so again, I mean, everybody is being targeted and you have to be careful. Last one, and I'm not going to really get into this article because I'm running way out of time, is from Laura French, SC Media, accepting a calendar invite and Outlook could leak your password. So there's a vulnerability in Outlook that leaks hashed passwords through malicious calendar invites. Um, it was dealed by, uh, detailed by security researchers last Thursday. Um, there is a vulnerability. It received a patch on December 12th. So update your Outlook. Your problem will be solved. If you want more information on this, it's a lengthy article. You're more than welcome to go ahead and look at it. All of these links are in the show notes. That's going to do it. I'm running way out on time to keep this under 15. Know that knowledge is protection. If you understand the threats targeting you, you can assess your risk. Proceed wisely. Thanks so much. Have a safe Monday. We'll be back again Tuesday, and hopefully I will talk slower.